Hi and welcome to The Boobie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to get access to our bonus content, including our Booby cereals, which we are in season two of Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I just took my glasses off. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just to make it dramatic. <laughs> I saw the smudge on them and I'm like, well, I don't have anything to clean them with. So oh, I got back some on for you later. Um, anyway, but this week on the podcast, we are covering a classic Jane Austen persuasion. Way to bury the lead, though. On what? Uh, This is our 100th episode. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) We've been so excited. I bought cookies. Wait, I thought you bought cookies because it's our anniversary, too. Well, that, too. But this is technically our 100th episode. For our normal feed, I should say, at least. Yes. It's exciting. Exciting news, everyone. It's our 100th episode. Thank you. I (laughs) appreciate it. Maybe I'll um, edit that back into the front part. You know, I love a good like birthday and anniversaries and stuff. So any reason to go to Crumble Cookies? I got you. (laughs) Uh, Not to make anyone else jealous, but Mm -hmm. Hannah did get us Crumble Cookies. I asked her before we started recording if we could eat them now. And she said no one wants to hear me munching on cookies. So I guess I have to wait. Um, but so I, okay, I'll get back into the episode though. I have titled this one because as long as yes, it is a classic book. However, it is not a classic rendition of the movie because we are doing the, uh, new Netflix version of this movie. I think this is the only film version or film adaptation of this movie. That's wrong. It's Uh, wrong. That's wrong. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes. I'll get to it later. There's two other ones. Um, but I, I have titled this one 50 shades of persuasion because of Dakota Johnson uh, and that's all I could think about the entire time fair, the fair, fair. I always forget she's in that and then I remember and then I think oh that's so unfortunate for yeah, her I know <laughs> um okay so the book was originally published in 1817 um and it's obviously like I said written by Jane Austen it has a 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads and my edition of the book was 249 pages but I've seen very varying yeah. page um you write your copy, and I do like it. I, I did. I, I couldn't remember if you had a physical copy or not. I didn't. Not, I, had it, so. I had it on Kindle this time. I, I would like you to do a reenactment of the <laughs> page cover. I do like for, that dress. I just need a image. telescope thing that she's looking out. We can we can make, we can make one. That. Yeah. Do you have a dress like that? I'm sure I'd have you something. You know it's so funny. So like I've literally never seen another version mm-hmm. of this copy. I've had this since I was in high school, and oh, it's been wow. sitting on my shelf to read. Right. And the other day I was at um, Changing Hands, which uh-huh. is a local bookstore here, yeah. and there it is, just like displayed on oh. their table for like the book to movie adaptation. Yeah. And I was like, huh? What are yeah, the odds? Sure they probably did dust the dust that box off in the back somewhere. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, but like I said just a little bit ago, uh, this is the brand new rendition of, or adaptation of this. It's on Netflix. Um, it's rated PG because it's not steamy at all. Um, <laughs> okay, neither pro- is the book. Guys. The, the problem is that we're going from Bridgerton to this, and Bridgerton <laughs> is like way steamier than this so this seems so flat to me so far not not so it's much it's gonna get there it's gonna get anyways there, right. it's a drama romance and it's an hour and 47 minutes long and it's directed by carrie cracknell um who i hadn't recognized anything else she had directed so. i feel like comedy should be added in there 
a in little the description. Bit. Yeah. I felt like it was a, pretty, a little bit comedic because yeah. we've got like, you'll, I'm sure you'll talk about this, but she breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. um, in the yeah. in the movie, whereas we don't really get that in the book, yeah. which I thought was like, I thought it was it. very modern. Yeah. I, I always liked, I liked that, that about it. But. <laughs> so the IMDb synopsis reads, eight years after Anne Elliot was persuaded not to marry a dashing man of humble origins, they meet again. Will she seize her second chance at true love? So if you haven't guessed yet, this is a second chance romance. Yes. (laughs) Um, Some interesting facts. I did mention that the book was originally published in 1817, although the um, books, if you see them, they mm-hmm. actually are um, post-dated to 1818. This was the last book that Jane Austen wrote before she died. Um, it wow. came out about six months after her death. Um, and I think I believe her brother was the one that like... I wonder um, who has her estate right now. Probably Who's somebody uh, in her family. I mean, that's... raking in the just, money for you know, nothing. Uh, great-grandchildren, <laughs> I'm assuming. Um but yeah, this this along with North North Northinger Abbey, I think is how you say it, um, were published kind of uh, simultaneously. Um, so she actually did not name the book. Um, mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, her brother Henry posthumously published it after her death. So we don't. There's no like indication of what she would have um, call, called it if she mm-hmm. was still you know alive at the time it was published. But I, I think I mean I don't know. Do you think the name suits the book? Kind of not really. I just felt like. The whole part about how she was persuaded not to marry that man yeah. is such like an oversight, like at the very beginning of True. the stories, like book and movie, yeah. where it's just like a flash in the pan and then it's gone. And then no one's persuading anybody to do anything no. the rest of the book. So that was the only thing. But then now that makes sense, because I was kind of wondering why it was actually named Persuasion. Well, and like before I even watched this movie or read this book, I I took Persuasion to be more of like a, to your point, like steamy yeah innuendo than anything (laughs) else and it's not that either so yeah i'm not not quite sure why her brother thought that would be she's probably up there being like what the heck (laughs) um and apparently you're about to prove me wrong but i the the information that i looked at didn't say that there was actually a film adaptation Mm -hmm. of this but there were um six television adaptations five theater adaptations and one radio adaptation from what i could see Mm. but feel free to (laughs) prove me wrong well i'm basing off are you are you done with your facts or whatever okay so um, let me start i went off of i always go to rottentomatoes.com or whatever according to rotten tomatoes there are three now total versions of this movie okay this this version has a whopping 36 percent which is a little rough i actually didn't just came out it did just come out so it'll probably gain plus Jane Austen fans are probably not happy about this movie. No, but I guess I guess my thing is I've never been a huge Jane Austen fan. Like Ray's Neither cousin Crystal, huge Jane Austen fan. Really? She loves it. Um, I've just never been a huge fan of it. So having just watched the movie, like I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the I movie. I didn't hate it either. Like I thought it was actually entertaining for I the thought most it, part. I was going to hate it. Yeah. Mostly because of Dakota Johnson. Right. But, but actually her hair was gorgeous in this movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the other two adaptations that are reported by Rotten Tomatoes, there's one that came out in 2007 that has an 80% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes and one that came out in 1995 that has an 84%. Do, is there anyone in those that we would recognize? Anyone? I didn't know. I didn't recognize anybody. So I wonder if like they just came out like. They're like made for TV. They could have been. Maybe the, they those, were made those for were, TV. Yeah, maybe those, part of the six those that ones. I was. <laughs> but evidently, <laughs> but people yeah. like those ones a lot better. But who knows? I mean, I am inclined to believe your sources better because my sources were Wikipedia. Well, so. you never know. <laughs> um, so they did attempt to modernize, not not really the story or the time, but just kind of the way they told the story. Mm-hmm. And that's like what you said um, with breaking the fourth wall. If you're not familiar with what that means, it's actually where the 
The fourth wall is technically described as this invisible barrier between the actors and who are watching the film, Mm -hmm. that there's something there that is stopping them from interacting. So when someone says that they're breaking the fourth wall, it's when the character is actually looking into the camera and talking to whoever is watching the movie. So I.E. us. <laughs> yes, I.E. us. So they did that in this one. We see it in the Deadpool movies. It's becoming more and more um, common. I'm a fan. I love it. I do too. I really do. I think it just kind of brings you into the story totally. more. Um, and I also think it gives you a little bit more of the inner dialogue that you miss in so many movies. Right. Because, because you get it when they talk to you. Exactly. So. Exactly. Speaking of, just going to throw this in there, um, you mentioned, you know, Jane Austen, you're not a big fan necessarily, but do you feel like you had an easier time reading these now having read Bridgerton? Yeah, yes and no. It has a similar way it does. of, you know, right, obviously Jane Austen and Julia Quinn, you can't necessarily compare the two, yeah. but yes, curious. Yeah, <laughs> yes and no. I just feel like I, I am thoroughly enjoying reading this Bridgerton story, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, already sad that we're going to have to wait till the third season because I want to, like, move on with it. The, the Jane Austen books, I'm just kind of like... Okay. I don't Slight know. Slight tangent because we were talking about this last yeah. episode. I think I think it was last episode about how your mom is our number one um, Patreon yes. Uh, yes. subscriber. And then I said our friend Bahar kind yeah. of rivals her. Well, the other day I was hanging out with Bahar and she basically told me that she will no longer be listening because she tried reading the books and she just can't get through them. Oh, no. So, <laughs> the Bridgerton books? The Bridgerton books. Oh, She's my gosh. like, they are just too hard to is get into. Is she listening to them? Um, I think she was listening to them. And she said, she did oh. say, she said maybe it's because of the audio and it might be a better experience if I read it. But yeah. anyway, I just thought that was so funny that we were just talking well, about mom, what a great subscriber she is. I know. Well, my mom hasn't read hasn't read those yet, so she's. I'll see if she likes them when she reads there them. I, feel, I have a feeling she will. Probably. She loves everything. Um, anyways, just one thing to point out. Um, on IMDb, they have this like little, uh, not spoofs, it's called oops or something. I don't know. <laughs> little mistakes that are found in uh-huh. all these movies. So there was one for this one where in the movie, um, Mary's writing a letter and she says that she's ill and she uses a smiley face with two dots and an upside down, you know, mouth for the frowny face. It is uh, historically known that the happy slash sad face doodle was first (laughs) first used mid 20th century and not the early 19th century. So that would not have been around during this time of this of this. It's so interesting to think that like that there was a time when that didn't exist. <laughs> I know it's crazy, you know but I mean? every time, I mean, like who was the first person who was like, I'm going to draw two dots and a, and a squiggly. Honestly, and that's going to be a smiley And face. they didn't trademark it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the casting of this movie. I didn't pick up too many of the characters because there are a lot of characters, but a lot of like fleeting characters. Yeah. That was one thing that I, when reading the reviews of this book, um, a lot of critics had Mm -hmm. an issue with is she just introduces so many characters to you for such a short book. Yeah. And you're expected to like, remember all of them, Uh but not all of them are important. Right. (laughs) So I'm assuming you're just going to do the important ones. Yeah. So we'll start with Anne Elliot. She's the main character of this story who was persuaded not to marry um, the poor guy. Um, played by Dakota Johnson. Aren't we all? I know. Uh, but yeah, played by Dakota Johnson, which she's famously known for doing all of the 50 shades movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and also famously known for people not wanting her to play, them, 
play that that character. Um, I only watched one of the Fifty Shades movies. I Consider think. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. So, and I I remember I didn't like her in that. I liked her in this. I, I did thought too. she was really good, and I I love like I said I loved her hair, and I just thought she was believable for this time period. Definitely, and I a hundred percent agree with you. I was so nervous that I was not going to like this only yeah. because of her. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know the story. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I think she did the, the, not only did she do this like newer version of the role yeah. justice, but I feel like uh, what I read I picture her yeah. as, right? Where that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. always happen. So I was pleasantly yes. surprised by her. <laughs> On the flip side, let's talk about Frederick Wentworth, Ugh. who is the main love interest in this film. He's the guy that she was persuaded not to marry, who then comes back. Played by a man named Cosmo Jarvis. Uh, his real name is Harrison Cosmo Jarvis something something. I hated him. Mm, same. I could not stand looking at him i thought he was a terrible actor he's been in other things he i guess he had a couple parts in peaky blinders which is another Mm. period piece and lady Macbeth. um his father's english his mom is armenian american so i I was trying to figure out i was like he's not like he's there's something mixed in there with him um i just didn't find him charming i didn't find him attractive i didn't find him endearing and i just didn't like it i agree and it's so sad because we did um, Pride and Prejudice not too long ago. Yeah. And I remember, like, there's such commotion about that character, mm-hmm. the main character, the guy, you know, the main love interest in Pride and Prejudice. I don't know if that's the case with Wentworth, yeah. but I've heard that name before. Yeah. And to, like, watch it and be like, that's that's what you think yeah. Wentworth? I don't know. It just the did casting- not fit for me. <laughs> the casting was a little bit... I, I did read some reviews... Um, just how about how this is a perfect example. And I know Bridgerton is huge right now, but Bridgerton has done a seamlessly good job of having diversity in their cast. Mm-hmm. I think they've done it in a very, not so much subtle way, but in a way where you're not questioning it. And I right. don't, I don't ever want to like question bring it. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. is that they shouldn't or whatever. It just it feels felt right. a little forced, yeah. you know? And there's another character I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. That was, totally out of place but we'll get to it so anyways cosmo don't need to see you again yeah no. <laughs> whatever no thanks. um i had to talk about one of her sisters mary musgrove um is the younger sister of Anne, mm-hmm. who is married off at this point um played by mia mckenna bruce uh she's 25 in real life um but she looks about 12 <laughs> and she and i know a- this character isn't supposed to be likable but like it was just weird like i didn't like, it just seemed really, really, she almost looked too young. And again, I know you're going to say, yeah, they get married young and yeah. whatever. But like, <laughs> she looked like she could be like 12 years old. And it was just weird that then she then had these like two like toddler age kids <laughs> that she hated. And then she's like married to this African-American man, which that didn't bother me, obviously. But like the height difference between them was so awkward. <laughs> like, it just was off to me. And I don't know why. Not to say that like three sisters can't look completely different from each other, but that was the case here, right? I know we're not really going to talk about the older sister because she's irrelevant in the movie, but it just felt very much like disjointed Yeah, is what I would call it. Like one's blonde. Anne's brunette. Anne's brunette. And this one is like blonde and short. Yeah. Well, she's like a strawberry blonde too. Yeah. It was just kind of weird. (laughs) I didn't like her like at all. I didn't mind her. I think they definitely chalk up her like 
like you know disinterest with the mm-hmm. world a lot more in the movie than I yeah. got in the book um which I guess you know she did a good job for that if that was their intention yeah uh but yeah it just felt a little disjointed like yes. I said all right so then lastly I need to talk about Mr. Elliot so mm-hmm. Mr. Elliot is the cousin of Anne and her sisters mm-hmm. who kind of comes into the story about halfway and is a potential love interest which again isn't totally weird for the time because right. people marry their cousins it's played by one of one of my favorite people, Henry Golding. But I thought he was so bad in this. Okay, he, okay we know him from Crazy Rich Asians and A Simple Favor. We've yes. covered both of those, and I've loved him in both of yes. them. Picture this. Yes. He's Wentworth. Absolutely. See? Absolutely. The whole time, I'm like, what? What? Why didn't they just swap these two? Absolutely, because like the whole first part because of him being in Elliot there, eventually becomes unlikable, and I'm like, right, this, this guy totally could play an unlikable character. One thousand Golding for sure should have been Wentworth. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> understand it. Like even the clothing they put him in makes him look unattractive, and yeah. he's not unattractive. No, not at all. Um, and yeah, they turned him in, like the whole first t- part of him being in the film. I'm like, oh, she's definitely gonna end up with him because he's kind of charming or yeah. whatever. And then they randomly turn him into like a jerk, and I'm yeah. like. I hate this. Well, he's even more of a jerk in yeah. the book, which we'll get into. But yeah, I like towards the end, I was like, man, they really miscast this. If they had just switched those two, yeah. I think it, w- it would have been much more enjoyable. Well, and again, I'm not saying that people can't have cousins who are totally different nationality. No, that's not that's it. Not what we're saying but, at all. but almost like in this instance, when you're playing this period piece, mm-hmm. it would have just made more sense to have a cousin that looked somewhat like right. them. And not even that. I think the chemistry between yeah. um, Dakota Johnson and Henry Golding was a little bit more believable. Yeah. And I think, be- I mean, spoiler, she ends up with Wentworth. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Than this like weird geezer who like is not good looking. Yeah. I was really like upset about that. That was like my one gripe with this whole thing. Because I like we were saying. I didn't thought about that, but that makes way more sense. I will say I will caveat that by by saying I don't know that Henry Golding is good or right for period pieces. No, no, he's not. He's not. But if you're going to put him in, put him in the right. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like. And also I was like, Henry, like you're doing like really big things these days. (laughs) like he was just in the gi joe movie he was in the gentleman like what are we doing doing a netflix film where they're like not typecasting you but like putting you in here to like just put like it just felt i mean in his defense persuasion is probably the one of the most like you know uh anticipated movies on netflix at least he wasn't in the weekend away (laughs) that's true i would have almost liked him better than that though i don't know gosh but yeah no i think you're totally right he's not a good period piece no actor and it does t- there are certain actors that can pull it off way yeah. more than others so anyways that was the rest of i did like her i thought her father was actually pretty funny in the movie do you, so do you recognize him <laughs> no so you've seen the movie spice world right yeah so you know they're like tour manager mm-hmm. band manager that's him oh my god yeah how did he you even pull that out i mean he's his to me his face yeah, is very recognizable so funny. plus i've seen that. spice world probably over times. times that's so funny <laughs> so. no i didn't recognize but actually really i thought he was a funny character yeah. and they played him up even more and than... he is that type of a actor yeah. he's very much hilarious a so. great period piece actor too <laughs> and spice yes. world actor yes. uh, all right time for who said it your first quote is if there's anything disagreeable going on men are always sure to get out of it mm. that's accurate uh and mary ding your next one is i'm not gonna do well on these i know well i certainly am proud too proud to enjoy a welcome which depends so entirely upon place wentworth Mm, and dang (laughs) 
Last but not least, the name of Anne Elliot has long had an interesting sound to me. Very long has it possessed a charm over my fancy. Wentworth. No. <laughs> Cousin Elliot. Are you sure? Yeah. I, I had to double check because I tabbed the book whenever uh-huh. I'm lo- uh, reading it so I can grab yeah. quotes later. And I had to reread that. And I was like, no, 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 it is. It's it's um, Cousin Mr. Elliot or whatever his trick name me. is. <laughs> yeah, no quotes from Wentworth because he sucks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Oh, all right. Your options for F. Mary Kill, speaking of, are Anne Elliot, Frederick Wentworth, and Cousin Elliot. Hmm. Whose first name is William, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. William Elliot. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think I'll. Oh, are we talking about like book ones or like the movie? Because I feel like it's so awful. On either or. All right. Um. You know what? I'm gonna marry Anne. Because I think she's actually kind of funny. Like, mm-hmm. and just kind of like ends up being pretty realistic towards like life. She kind of reminded me of Eloise in the Bridgerton series. Yeah, totally. Where she's like that middle child, like. She's not really a f- the focus, but also she's like, I don't believe. Like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and like, she's like really good with kids and she's like really like a nice person yeah. or whatever. Um, I will. Hmm, I'm going to kill Wentworth because I can't. I just <laughs> it's too whiny for me. Like, OK. Yeah. And then um, I'll just take a carriage ride with um, with cousin. I'll agree with you. And sorry, again, tangent, but I just remembered the main character's name in Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I was like racking my oh, brain yeah, like, what's duh. his name? What's his name? Yeah. Mr. Darcy. Anyway. All right. So the movie starts off um, with a man and woman lying in a, f- in a field <laughs> together, which ends up being actually the last scene, technically, I almost. I couldn't tell if it was a... It was the last scene or if they just happened to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Like, yeah. I don't know. They're, I guess I didn't pay enough attention to their clothes. Me either. <laughs> They're just like hanging out in the fields. I guess there's nothing else to do during that time. Um, but we get a voiceover from Anne talking about how she almost got married once. And I'm like, same girl. Um, <laughs> but here we are. Um, and how she was persuaded to give him up because, you know, he didn't have at the time he didn't have any money. He was in the Navy, but he wasn't like a high ranking person in the Navy. So and her family basically was like, unless you're born into your title, like it's not important where like nowadays it's like anybody in the military with a high ranking is like a really important person, yes, you know? Correct. So I almost, I, I mean, I don't know, but I would, I feel like being born into your title is way less important these days. It's right. Like you, what you build for yourself is mm-hmm. like more for sure. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, really that's like the, fl- that I was talking about earlier. It's like the fleetingness of the idea mm-hmm. of her being persuaded and like, that's it. And that's about how it is in the book, too. I know. It's like mentioned. It's funny because I don't know if you caught this. I mean, spoiler alert. Apparently, um, this, the character of uh, Lady Russell is the mm-hmm. one who, you know, persuaded her right. to give him up. I don't think I caught that at any point. No. No. Well, <laughs> the Lady Russell character is like kind of different between book and yeah. movie. Like she's almost like a Lady Danbury. I, I hate that where I'm like having to like, per- like compare these. This but is what happens when we literally just did them back to back. I know. But anyway, so we, we see that Anne is um, single and thriving, um, but not so much. But like, you know, in the way anyone is single and thriving yet still wanting to like maybe be with someone. Single as a Pringle, as I'd yes, like to say. Single as a Pringle. <laughs> Um, but we find out that they live in 
uh, a house. I, this is the thing I love about this time period is that everyone's house is like named something. Yes. I'm like, whenever I get a house, I'm just going to name it something. <laughs> you uh, should just name this house. <laughs> this apartment. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but it's like in, uh, if you ever watch the, the show Vanderpump Rules, uh, Lisa Vanderpump's house is called um, Villa Rosa. Of course and I was like, is. yeah, that's what's my, that's what my house is going to be named. <laughs> um, but they live in a place called, was it Kellynch? Kellynch Kel- Hall. Yeah. Um, and it's this beautiful big home in the country. Um, and we, this is where we also find out that, you know, her father is still alive, but he's very vain. Mm-hmm. He like has pictures of himself everywhere, mirrors everywhere. Um, but that their mother did die um, years ago and that there's three sisters. Um, there's Elizabeth, who is the oldest and who is the middle one and, and uh, Mary, who's the youngest, who is the only one that is married off at this point, which is very unlikely, right? For right. the youngest in, in these types of families mm-hmm. to be the first one married. Right. But there's, um, some backstory there. Yeah. Which, we'll get into. <laughs> um, which like, again, that well, I know what you're alluding to. And it's just, again, a lot of stuff's brushed over in the, yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also like, um, welcome random pet rabbit that we don't get in the book. I know. I did like the rabbit. Though. I did. She was cute. He, she, I don't know. But like, what was the also, point? That's really random because Ray and I were up in Prescott, which is about two hours North of Phoenix this weekend. And there was someone who just had a random rabbit. Like they were walking the rabbit around. Oh, this couple and only I was like, in Prescott. only in Prescott <laughs> sign me up <laughs> anyways we find out that all of their money is pretty much gone because their dad just spends their money like crazy and, <laughs> feathering kids <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh but we do know we do this is where we meet Lady Russell who is her was her mom's best friend who kind of vowed to look over the girls and the house um, after she was gone. Um, she's not a love interest for their dad or anything. She's just kind of become like kind of their advisor right. um, in, in sort of a way. Um, but she basically, you know, tells them that, you know, you got to do something. Um, and it comes to the point where they actually need to, I thought that they were selling their house at first, but they're just renting out there. Right. It's the original Airbnb, you know, <laughs> and um, they're going to be moving to Bath. How much do you think their um their place goes for okay, on Airbnb? I, so what, what's funny though, because again we were up north this weekend and they have a lot of historical buildings mm-hmm. up there, and there was this hotel that was like the first two story hotel in that area, and it was like in 1918 a room went for a dollar fifty a night. Wow! And I'm like those rooms are like three hundred bucks a night. Now, That's wild, which is crazy. <laughs> inflation and um so anyways they're going up to bath or wherever it is Mm -hmm. it's like more of a in in town like city type city yeah it's the the cost of living apparently is is a lot lower in yes (laughs) yeah so anyways they end up renting out this renting out their big house though to a man and woman they're the crofts and he is a navy man and his wife actually has a brother who will be coming back in town and he's also in the navy and just happens to be wentworth <laughs> who was the guy that Anne was persuaded not to marry at the beginning Good of the frederick story wentworth. frederick what a I, I kept going back to like in my notes i think i have him as frederick the whole time but oh, then i have him as wentworth the whole time in the book he's referenced <laughs> as wentworth the whole yeah. time but in the movie it's like either or back and forth so yeah. i don't know but so we do now we found out a little bit more about wentworth though that you know it's been eight years since they saw each other because Anne's having a mental breakdown like anyone would you know naturally and you know it's been eight years since they've seen each other he's now a captain in the navy and he's pretty well off you know and you know she's actually kept like a lot of his keepsakes mm-hmm. which again i felt like this was a lot more modernizing 
four of the <laughs> i was fine until she got to the locks of hair yeah then i got kind of weird then i got <laughs> weirded out and i was like no thank you so but we, yes you're right yeah. like the i guess i mean people probably have kept memorabilia and stuff for years but yeah it was I don't just know. kind of funny it seemed very it, it seemed very young and like yeah of more because like, i don't think our, she does that in the book no it's right? that's yeah. what i'm saying like i feel like you know modern days girls would keep notes mm-hmm. and like you i have know, like different multiple things. boxes random like victoria's secret boxes where i just like shove right? random stuff from yeah whatever years, yeah of random things <laughs> um so we also now meet someone named uh, a woman by the name of penelope crane not crane clay <laughs> clay <laughs> all these names penelope clay and in the in the movie, like right away, we find out that she is like potentially into their dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like in the book though, like it wasn't like like that wasn't like a main thing right away. Like she was yeah. more friends with she's positioned um, more Elizabeth. as Elizabeth's like closest friend. She's a widow, obviously. Like you know, they get along. Whatever. Yeah. She is very much like involved with the family, but it's not right away that you're that that you're told like. But it made way more sense at that point of that she'd be. It make it makes way more sense in the book that she's Elizabeth's friend who's like hanging around. Like in the movie, it's like here's this woman that just happens to be around right. who potentially might be into their dad. Oh, and she's also. So Elizabeth's friend. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of weird to me. But anyways, um, we now get a a letter that Mary wrote because Mary, the youngest sister, lives um, in a place it's called Upper Cross, which doesn't seem like it's that far away from their no. home. No. Um, but she needs to write, you know, because there's no telephones. <laughs> just, she wrote a note and said that, you know, she's uh, very sick and she needs someone to come stay with her at the house and that she needs someone to come right away. Um and in the movie, like Elizabeth is like, not Elizabeth, um, and like doesn't want to go. Like she's super annoyed that yeah. she has to go. In the book, she's like, okay, yeah. She's a lot more like, um, is this the word amiable? I don't know. Where like she's 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 down to like help the family. She even like goes so far like when they're having the money issues, mm-hmm. she helps her dad out mm-hmm. and actually helps him figure out their finances. Yeah. She's more involved, I would say. Whereas in the movie, she's kind of like aloof and it's like, yeah. I'm gonna do my own thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> and she just like, you can tell right off the bat in the movie that her, that she's not a fan of her younger sister. Well, I wouldn't be a fan of her. Yeah. <laughs> so we now see the Crofts have arrived um, at the new big ha- the the house that they will be renting and um we find out that wentworth is due to show up in about two days so of course mary like kind of freaks out and and sorry <laughs> Ooh, here it is with the all typical the names b- again <laughs> boring na- boring names but like typical girl names um but anyways but Anne won't be there because she is actually headed off to upper cross to see her sister. Um, so she shows up and, um, her hypochondriac of a sister is just like in a mood. And that was one of the first, like the, when she broke the fourth wall at this part, I thought it was so funny how she's like, this is how my sister is going to be X, Y, and Z. And that's exactly how it ended up playing out. So I thought that that was funny. Um, we then get introduced to her sister-in-law. She has two sisters-in-laws. Um, Henry, is it Henrietta, Henrietta and Louisa. Mm -hmm who are fabulous girls. I like Both them. Very nice. I would say so. Um, we get them obviously a little bit more in the book than we do in the movie, but um, very sweet girls. And they actually have a really good relationship with Anne uh, more so than, with <laughs> than their actual sister-in-law, Mary. Yes. Um, but then we find out this is where it kind of just gets a little jumbled for me. Mm. Like 
randomly they're like, oh yeah, Wentworth's actually coming to dinner here. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Why is he just randomly coming here? But he's also supposed to be there in two. Like, it just seemed weird to me. It's not explained very well. Well, but in, in the, the book, book. In the, in the series. In the uh, book, movie. It's, <laughs> it's described that um, Wentworth and Charles, who's Mary's husband, mm-hmm. actually know each other. Right. So it makes a lot more sense in the book for him to come visit, to, you know, check in on Charles and like, have that rapport whereas like it's not talked about or at all at all mentioned in the movie yeah. that they know each other from before so i think that's why it made a lot more sense in the book in the for book him to be around well more. and then it's like even at one point Anne and mary like go back to the house and visit with the crofts yeah. at one point and then we also find out that charles's or mrs musgrove's like the mom or whatever mm-hmm. or like charles had a brother who like died under Frederick or Wentworth's Wentworth's watch watch and stuff. So yeah, it's way more like intertwined and makes sense in the book. Speaking of Charles's parents are way more, are like actually relevant. They're not even in, they're not even mentioned (laughs) in the movie. movie. Yeah. Not only that, but I, um, I kind of picked up on the fact that like Charles and Mary don't really have as close of a relationship Mm -hmm. in the book that it's like portrayed in the movie. They seem a lot more lovey dovey in the movie than in the book. Um, so Louisa, the sister-in-law is like all excited because this Wentworth is coming to dinner and she's trying to give Anne like basically love advice, but it's like the worst advice. Yeah. Like she's basically saying like, don't, you know, don't be yourself. Like try to be a typical like airhead of a girl or whatever. <laughs> she's like, if you don't understand anything or if he's trying to explain something to you, just like let him explain it to you. Even if you know what, what you're doing. And I'm like, no, thank Great you. Great advice. Please do not mansplain anything to me ever. <laughs> thank you. Um, but anyway, so before dinner though, one of the nephews ends up falling and hurting his collarbone pretty bad. So at first they all are like, Hey Mary, well you can't go to dinner now. You got to take care of your kid. And she's like, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) I am not staying back for my children. Um, so Anne actually ends up, you know, begrudgingly offering to stay back with the kid. I didn't feel like it was begrudgingly. I think she was nervous to see Wentworth and she's like, this is my excuse. Well, kind of, but I think she was still thinking her sister was like, well annoying yeah um but it was, this part was like really weird like the the dinner party was like next door or whatever and Anne is like looking in and then like yells to him and it, which i don't believe happened in it the does book. not happen in the book no it was like really cringy i almost movie. wish it hadn't happened in the movie either. i know it was just super cringy but the next morning they're at breakfast and Anne is like talking to her two nephews and mimicking um wentworth and of course you know he walks in behind her. Of course. That's always how it has to be. Um, in the book, it's very much like not as big of a thing. They literally just like see each other from across the room. And yeah. Like, like not at each other. Well, and it, like it was so weird. I'm like, I don't buy it. Cause everyone was like, Oh, you two know each other clearly. And I was like, I felt like everyone kind of knew in the book that those two had had somewhat. There were relations. instances where I feel like Mary gave like certain looks to Anne, basically like insinuating like mm-hmm. I know the business between you and Wentworth, yeah. but it's never like actually talked about it yeah. like in the movie. Whereas in the book, you to everyone your point, knows. Like obviously <laughs> if they had a situationship yeah her family would know Look, about it. There's no TV during these times. People <laughs> thrived off of any sort of gossip, right? right? So everyone knew it was everyone's business. Anyway, so the next this night they all go to dinner at like the great house. And Anne like avoids sitting next to Wentworth, which obviously I would too. <laughs> Avoidance, avoid, avoid. Um, so Louisa, the sister-in-law, actually ends up going and sits next to him. And as much as him and Anne do kind of make eyes throughout the night, um, he actually and, and Louisa 
are having a good time and they're like mm-hmm. flirting around and stuff. So it is. I think at some point it's mentioned that like Wentworth's back to like actually find mm-hmm. a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like he's trying yeah. extra hard to like talk to these other yeah. females um, in the book also. Um, so in the movie, in the movie, only Louisa is like considered a love potential mm-hmm. love interest for Wentworth in the book. Henrietta, the other sister oh, yeah. has also presented herself as a potential um, mm-hmm. match for, uh, for Wentworth, but eventually she basically takes herself out of the running. <laughs> She's like, no, She's thank like, you. Louisa, you got this one. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. Enough to go around. Um, so, but at dinner Anne like ends up awkwardly bringing up the fact that, that before Charles proposed to her sister, Mary, he actually proposed to Anne yeah. and she said, no, thank you. <laughs> so then he just went down the line to the next sister, right. which I'm like, what about Elizabeth? No one, no one proposed to her. I guess not. I guess she was so busy. That yeah. Day. Which I don't think Anne is in the book. It's not Anne who brings that up. No, well, a, it's not at the dinner party. Well, at least not in like in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And B, it's just Louisa who just lets Wentworth know, yeah. hey, by the way, like this happened. Yeah. And so because she says, I really enjoy Anne and I kind of wished she was my sister-in-law. Essentially, yeah. that's how it comes up. Yeah. So Frederick or see, I have it up in my nose. Frederick <laughs> Wentworth <laughs> and Louisa end up kind of dancing all night. And he's just like super cold to Anne, which I'm like, hey, you turn the guy down. What can you do? You also, can't blame he him. He's the most like rigid dancer on the planet. Like he has zero rhythm, awesome. zero. Like I don't think his hips moved once. <laughs> There's a few times where I, when I look at casting and I'm like, yep, you definitely know it pays to know somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. anyways, so Anne is the next day. Anne is playing in the woods with the two boys and they're just kind of like, like rough housing and at one point the boys like get a little too rough with Anne, and frederick ends up walking in on them and like takes the boy takes the boys off of her and like shoes them away and she like tells him she's like i don't want you to be angry and he's like well what do you want me to be like i don't know um in the book it's not doesn't happen in the woods and I think they're at the house and there's another, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hater is with, with oh, him yes. or whatever. Yeah. Like it's not this random wood scene yeah. or whatever. And Hater is, Hater, is yep. who ends up marrying Henrietta. Yeah. Who's like their neighbor, their cousin, their cousin, s- neighbor, cousin, neighbor. <laughs> yes. who we get a brief mention of in the yeah. movie, but it's not anything important. Right. Um, so back at the house though, or I think they actually go, I can't remember at some point here, Louisa ends up telling Anne that she actually really does like Wentworth. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I think he's great. Um, and she didn't think that Anne would be, was interested in him at all because of, you know, she's been so cold to him and avoiding him. Does she not know that that's how girls flirt? Clearly she <laughs> was the one who gave the awful advice. Right. So why doesn't she understand this? I just stare at people from across the room and hope that they think that I know that. <laughs> yeah. I like them. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like they all went out for a walk or something. They're promenading in the woods. Well, yeah. Louisa and Henrietta were going to sneak away. And then Mary catches them and is like, where are you going? Yeah. Apparently Mary has the, like, I thought I had FOMO. No, yeah. Mary has yeah. FOMO. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm coming along, even though I absolutely hate walking. Yes. Um, so her and Anne joined them on their walk. And that's. And for all of you out there who don't know what FOMO is, it is fear of missing out. Yes. I am. I am uh, diagnosed with that to the nth degree. <laughs> yes. And then she gets over it and reads a book. <laughs> it's so, it's, this is me. I don't want to go anywhere i just want to be invited to go everywhere one (laughs) thousand (laughs) percent um so at one point uh and they like stop oh because they they stop like right in front of the hater house and henrietta like goes down there that's like the brief fleeting moment of Mm -hmm. that and so louisa and wentworth go to like talk by the lake and then Anne like 
randomly decides to pee down by this bush that's really close to them. <laughs> and she overhears Louisa and um, Wentworth talking, and he's being like super judgy about Anne. And yeah. to her to, to her credit, Louisa sticks up for Anne yeah. and is like, she's actually one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, and like, just please like be careful about her. You this know, is that same conversation I said alluded to earlier, where she tells Wentworth about mm-hmm. the potential um, marriage with Charles, uh, but that happens obviously in a different. Yeah. Scenario. So we now the group now gets invited to go to this city. Um, oh, and she gets hurt, by the way, and gets hurt walking out of the jungle area. She starts limping. <laughs> the jungle? You Whatever. mean the woods? <laughs> the woods. <laughs> it's not a jungle. <laughs> Listen, um, there's lots of trees. <laughs> I know. So anyway, so the whole this whole group that's hanging out has now been invited to go to this coastal town of Lyme. And it's where Frederick or Wentworth um, and knows some Navy buddies that live there. So they all go there. Um, this is where we meet the um, Harvilles. Mm-hmm. And very sweet people. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. hospitable people. And but then it's like a weird conversation. This does happen in the book. Like they're on the beach and. Harville like gets Anne talking and he starts like, yeah, our friend over here is like really depressed. Like you should talk to him. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, like, I guess I should like try. Is maybe? she like a shrink? Why yeah. I was like, that she'll know what to say. I don't know. Cause he's depressed because his wife has died um, recently and his fiance, right? His fian- yeah. Yes. Fiance who is actually um, the sister of one of the Harvilles. Yeah. I can't the, remember. The, which brother, one, the brother or the actual husband. Yeah. Captain Harville. So she ends up going to, to talk to him to Bentwick and she basically just talks to him about you know like loss and hope for the future mm. and blah 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 and trying to just be nice to him I guess so as they're walking home though they end up crossing paths with this mysterious man who's a very attractive and they kind of just cross past them make eyes and then like Wentworth gets kind of like defensive and was like who are you blah 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 and like then like that's it but he's so like dressed totally different than all of them like he's in this like he looks like a magician yeah with his top hat. top hat and yeah. a cane and like I don't belong. know <laughs> I don't know all I wish is that I wish people walked with canes more just like and it was like like wouldn't it be fun to just walk around with a cane like if you didn't need it yeah like that's what it seems like most people did in that. Like dance. as an accessory. Yeah, like late, like I'd walk around like Lady Danbury and Bridgerton. Doesn't Lady Dan- Danbury actually need her cane? Well, yeah, but like clearly <laughs> this guy didn't. You true. Know? I true. think it was like more of a like if you think about it. I think that I feel like in high school, like people would like guys would get canes for like prom and stuff just for funsies. <laughs> like a, pi- pi- that, a pimp cane. <laughs> I don't know that a cane would be my accessory of choice. <laughs> I don't know. Just you know, if you fancy, you should get strikes. a cane. I don't know, maybe. And where is this me. new hat that you just bought? I just bought a Stetson hat. It's so nice. <laughs> Trust me, there'll be a cane in my future at some point. <laughs> Anyways, is, is, please promise me it'll be bedazzled. Absolutely, it'll be a cool cane. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, anyways, Anne and Wentworth end up like meeting each other on the beach, and they talk. And basically, he's like, "You know what? I want to be friends." And she's like, okay, I guess. That is not what she thought he was going to No, say. she thought she was, he was going to like fall back in love with yeah, her right away. She got friend zoned. <laughs> so anyways, but she tells him, you know, that he should pursue becoming an admiral because that's kind of the next step up and that he would be, you know, great at it. And I'm like, you don't get to <laughs> persuade me or like try to encourage me to do anything. <laughs> like, no thanks. Like, you don't think he knows that? Right. Like, come on. And he also doesn't need you to tell him that. Right. And then at this point, oh, I hated the scene because he was like... You know, sometimes I'm out at sea and I would just be like, 
what would Anne do? And I was like, Anne would ne- no, not know what to do on a boat. <laughs> WWAD. Like, no way. Like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> Anne, who's never been off this island? I think no. he meant more metaphorically about, like, what to do with his life, not actually physically do on the boat. You want to know what <laughs> I'm doing? I'm never asking WWRD. I would never ask what my ex would do. Actually, when this, when he said this, I thought that's totally something my ex would say. Like, what would Rosha do? Because <laughs> I'm oh. so wise. <laughs> I say that all the time. Right. <laughs> and then you do the opposite. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then she, like, randomly, he, like, walks away and she, like, randomly walks into the water with her dress on. Like you would do if you were trying to kill yourself. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this took a turn. Okay, we're <laughs> took good. took a we're really good. weird turn. Well, it's so funny because he literally tells her, like, don't go out too far or right. something. And she literally goes right into right. the water. <laughs> those, rip- those riptides are nothing to joke around about. <laughs> Anyways, so on her way back, I don't even think it's on her way back, but at some point, Anne ends up running into that stranger that they met on the path back at the hotel. Um, and they have a kind of a small conversation, but we end up finding out that his carriage says Elliot on it, and it's actually William Walter Elliot, who is their cousin and actually their father's heir. Um, but we find out, we find a lot of information right now. We find <laughs> out that, however, he has not talked to their father in years. Like there's been a huge Mm. divide between them because the whole time they were wanting him to marry somebody within the family to keep that that direct line Mm -hmm. um, in the family. He ended up marrying an American. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity. Um, (laughs) Yes. And who has ultimately ended up dying. So he is now um, a widower. So he actually specifically say they intended him to marry Elizabeth. Yeah. That was going to be, maybe that's why um, Charles didn't propose to Elizabeth. Oh yeah, maybe. (laughs) So yeah. So, so anyways, uh, their dad, was like, totally upset about it so but he's back in town they're not exactly sure why he's back in town but they have they have a suspicion Mm -hmm. um that night we see louisa and wentworth um you know flirting around this scene is crazy yeah this is beyond crazy so they're all like walking they're walking around on these like i don't know cement block things like walls or whatever right and i just kept like picturing the great wall of china or something it was really weird and like so louisa's like messing around with wentworth and is like catch me and he like catches her once and he's like this is dumb and that's what i said too and then she's like oh my god catch me again and he's like no and then she just falls on the ground i was like that girl's dead she's dead you hit your head head. she hit her head smack like it was hard (laughs) like hard hard and they're like she's fine banged up no she's a little banged up all good so anyways and and um so they take her back to the house and there she's like still like knocked out cold um so they end up deciding that ann and wentworth are gonna go back to the house like back to um upper cross to let like her parents know what happened and also to like check in on the kids mm-hmm. um because mary all of a sudden is wants to be this like great sister-in-law and not go home because basically she doesn't want to be with her children because of fomo she's yeah. like wait wait wait, you're gonna have Anne stay no 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 no. Yeah. i'm gonna stay <laughs> um but wentworth while they're on this carriage ride back home um he feels very terrible and he thinks that it's his fault that she it did is. that i'm like well kind of it is your fault like 1, <laughs> i don't know how but it is <laughs> yeah so 
he gets dropped off at Upper Cross, and then Anne actually go ends up going to Bath, where her family is, and um, she has this like lovely pic- picnic with Lady Russell. I'm like, okay, hey, she's not concerned about anything anymore. <laughs> um, but they talk about, you know, Lady Russell just basically talks about how she, you know, loves her own company. You know, she likes just being by herself, and when she needs the company of someone, she will go out and find it. And I was just like. She's she's got it down. She's fond of her extracurriculars. Yeah. If you catch my drift. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um one thing we don't ever get in the in the movie at all is Anne's friend uh Mrs. Smith. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, yes. she's not in the movie at all. So she is a friend from school, which we mm-hmm. don't even get any of like Anne's schooling either. Not that it's really necessarily important in this case, but yes, um in the book we meet Mrs. Smith, who's actually pretty prevalent in like the second half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um basically like they, you know, she comes back into town, they, you know, rekindle their friendship, whatever, long story short. Um, But she has a lot of the conversations that she has with Lady Russell in the movie with Mrs. Smith Mm -hmm. in the book, specifically about Mr. Elliot, who has now come back into town and, you know, he's for some reason sticking around. Mm -hmm. We're not sure yet why. Um, She also mentions how um, her husband a late husband, I think he died, um, was friends with William Elliot and they knew each other from the past and they actually um, were swindled by him at one point. And then she also says that she knows about the fact that um, Mr. Elliot has basically had this plan to take the Elliot fortune away from Anne's mm-hmm. father and has this like master plan. And she's she warns her, like, I think that's why he's back in town because he's trying to create some sort of situation where yeah to get all of your guys's you know inheritance and everything so basically telling her like elliot is no is not good news and you should stay away from him but she's not in the movie at all no not at all (laughs) i'm wondering if she's in the other adaptations potentially well and like not because she's not in it there's really nobody in the movie to kind of dissuade or persuade her to not (laughs) you know be interested in elliot so Anne goes to like her, the new family house, which is like still beautiful, right? Yeah. And just they, smaller. They end up telling her that, you know, Mr. Elliot is coming to dinner tonight and presumably there to come, that he is there to marry Elizabeth. And, and Anne at this point says, so she's like, yeah, I think he's like too good looking to trust. <laughs> like, she's like, it's just not like, there's still something about him, right? And so, anyways, Mr. Elliot arrives. Him and Anne kind of have this nice little flirty banter back and forth and whatnot. And he actually tells, you know, he ends up telling uh, Anne that he's not really there to court Elizabeth. That's not his, that's not his main purpose. His main purpose is to keep Lady Clay, Penelope Clay, away from their father. Because he doesn't want anyone he doesn't want her to end up siring an heir who will then take away his inheritance. Right. And it's kind of funny. Cause you're like, Ooh, that kind of like, that's kind of a dirtbag thing. Skeezy, but like, for sure. but like, it just like, am like, I'm not really phased by it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, to like, yeah, I mean, it's a little shady because it's like, okay, you're the re- only reason you're doing it. Right. Doing this is because you don't want to lose that on the right. Money. It's not like you're concerned for their father and her potentially coming in. Oh, to I like- understand that I should have thought it was shady, but it's just the way he said it and then he smiled. No, I'm yeah, like, it's totally sure. fine. I get well, it. Clearly, Anne didn't think twice. <laughs> right, so, that's right. Me yeah. and Anne were definitely like, our, you know, hoods pulled over our eyes. Of course, me, the cynic of the group, mm-hmm. is like, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, we do find out at this point that Louisa is doing much better um, Thank out goodness. in Lyme. She's, she's doing fine. We now find out that. The Viscountess, 
<laughs> and her family are actually also in Bath. And it's funny because in the movie, they make it kind of seem like it's like this big, huge thing and whatever. Like, it's kind of like it didn't seem like in the book, like the family was like as noble as no. they made it seem in the in the book. as Well, and least. like them being there and and the Elliot's like interacting with them didn't feel as big of a deal. Either. Right. Yeah. Also, their last name is Dalrymple, which I just think is such <laughs> yes. a funny name. Um, and we find out that their father, you know, really, really wants to go see them because if they're seen with these people, that people are going to think that they are higher in society as well. And they're that, like the Bridgerton. Right. <laughs> and that they are so quote unquote, their cousins, but like, distant cousins that they haven't talked to in like apparently forever. everybody's cousins in this movie clearly and it's okay if you marry him <laughs> yeah i can't think of one cousin that i would be yes no thank you <laughs> no i actually know people that are cousins who are married yeah but let's not go down that's that cultural road. thing i bet yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing <laughs> um but anyway so they end up going to have uh tea with this family and it's just like super awkward no one's talking and then like Anne starts talking about like a funny like octopus dream or something <laughs> right and then like William's there too or not William uh well yeah it is William uh William Elliot jumps in and he kind of starts talking about this dream like it's just a weird interaction but I thought it was funny she's like that type of person who like can't do awkward silences so you have to like interject something right and apparently octopus was going to be (laughs) that thing so Lady Russell actually (laughs) before you go to the next scene as they're leaving their dad's like well i thought that went really well yeah, it went great like, what no nobody said anything <laughs> right it went really great um so lady russell actually tells Anne that she thinks that she should go for mr elliot that you know this might actually be a good thing for yeah. her you know and he's attractive um but then she also gets word pretty much at the same time that louisa is now engaged and so she thinks, obviously, it's got to be with Wentworth. Right. So she has, like, a mental breakdown. Another one. Right. <laughs> so this is where, again, it gets kind of weird. She then has, it just, like, flips to this scene where she's in the bakery. And this 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 scene does play out in the book as well, kind of like this. And Anne ends up running into Wentworth at this bakery. And then, like, Mr. Elliot walks in and he apologizes to him for the way that he acted, you know, to him in Lyme and like invites him to this concert tomorrow. And like the way like Anne and Mr. Elliot interact in here, I was like, did we like miss like weeks? Cause it almost seemed like there were a couple I in think, this scene. I think it did. Like, I think it moved ahead, but like with no warning, no zero warning. <laughs> like they gave us good warnings that we were, there was we were no traveling two weeks later, <laughs> like nothing. I was like, this is very strange. Like you were literally just crying yeah. the last scene. But well, and in the book, William does not invite him to the concert. No. He's just already planning to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, they're at this concert now and, Anne and Wentworth kind of chat a little bit. Um, we find out that he was actually offered another job with the Navy at sea, but he doesn't know if he wants to go or not. Hint, hint. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but then Elliot comes in like, Mr. Elliot comes and, you know, interrupts this conversation and Anne has to go to like translate something in Italian, which does happen in the book, but not like in this abrupt interruption way. Also, did you... I got in the sense in the book that this concert was like a formal concert, like at a concert <laughs> hall. Like yeah. this was like someone singing ha- in a room, house. someone's house, <laughs> literally in a room. I was like, what? it's like what? the Bridgertons in like their, their drawing room. The talent show. In yeah. Uh, oh, Lady Danbury. So great. Um, but anyways, and so Anne walks away and then Mr. Elliot actually like, makes a comment to make it seem like him and Anne are already engaged and getting married. He's like, hopefully you'll come to our wedding. So he doesn't say our wedding. He says the, the wedding. wedding. Yes. Which we don't know whose wedding That's he's true. referring to. So during the concert, Anne and 
uh, Mr. Elliot are sitting together. I think actually in the book, aren't they? I think they're all sitting together. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, I but right. in the movie, uh, Wentworth is sitting like behind them and he like randomly starts crying. I was like, get it together. <laughs> and then he like walks out halfway through the concert, which doesn't happen. He doesn't walk out in the middle of the concert in the book. And neither does Anne follow him. Right. Like so anyways, he leaves and follows her, follows him out there. And he says, you know, he's made up his mind. He's going to the, he's going to see. And then of course, when those two are talking again, Mr. Elliot comes and interrupts them once again. I'm like, bro, do you have to be everywhere? Right. So, uh, Wentworth ends up leaving. And then William tells, tells Anne, I would like you to be my wife. (laughs) Thanks. So romantic on the staircase. Sign of the dotted line. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let me think about that. (laughs) I honestly feel like that's how it was back then though. Uh, Oh, for sure. It's like this, this seems like a good um, situation ship. So let's just, you know, make it official. I don't know, man. Like it's crazy. I was listening to a podcast, um, true crime obsessed that Mm -hmm. I love. They're doing a series of love fraud. And he's talking about this guy who got all these women to marry him. And like one of the women was like, yeah, we were out to dinner. And he was like, so like, do you want to get married? And she's like, I just kind of said yes. And then like a couple (laughs) days later, we went up, picked up, a ring i'm like what like no shot right absolutely not but hey i guess if you're in love and desperate you'll do anything well um but anyways so mary and charles end up showing up from bath and again she's just the worst yeah oh yeah to bath and um i don't know what she did at this point but i just have she's the worst (laughs) in my notes (laughs) you don't remember what she did um made some comment i think well yeah, what does she say? I don't know, but I'm sure she's made some But she does comment. mention that both Louisa and Henrietta are, are about to get married. Yes. Um, so, you know, and there's... Uh, <clears throat> but she does say that they're all staying um, with the Navy guys and her and sister-in-law because they all want to be there to give a proper send-off to Wentworth. Which I was like, he just decided 30 seconds ago that he was leaving. Word travels fast here. Clearly. <laughs> Not word, letters. You remember we got to write letters with smiley right, faces. Right. Um but we also find out a very important detail that got missed is that Louisa is not marrying Wentworth. She is marrying Benwick, who what? is was the depressed widower from Lyme, which very cute, whatever, because he ended up helping bring her back to health, mm, I guess. So yes. who else did not marry? You know? Well, and it happens differently in the book because Mary actually just tells Anne in a letter as opposed to, I think, Mr. Harville. Yeah. Captain Harville is the one that tells Anne in the movie um, that it's actually Benwick that's yeah. marrying Louisa. And she's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so we're at this, like, send-off party. And we see um, Wentworth is, like, writing out this letter to Anne, which I'm like, she's literally, like, right down the street. Like, just go talk to her, right? But it's basically a letter saying, you know, or she ends up finding it. And it's a letter basically saying, you know, that he's still in love with her. He's always been in love with her and whatnot. So she runs out of the party. She's chasing this man all over town, really. (laughs) And that's like, so like, as she's like running down the street, she randomly sees Mr. Elliot and Penelope Crane, like making out on the side. That was random. Which is really weird. It was just weird. I'm like, no shot. Which, but it does come into play. Like in the book, those two end up, I think, actually getting married. Yeah, but also like, did we need to see, I guess we needed to see that for how the movie I guess. But she was like, and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm happy for you. I don't care. She's like, clearly you're not a good human. Yeah. you do your thing. So, but she ends up finding, Anne ends up finding Wentworth and they kiss and it's all romantic. Um, And those two, or we find out again, like I just said, that um, 
Penelope Clay and William Elliot end up getting married um, and everyone is at their wedding. Um, and then we see Anne and uh, Wentworth on, you know, the field again together. Um, and we found out that she's like, you know, she sails with him, mm-hmm. you know, and they go to different places and they seem very happy and, you know, all is well with the world. When the there's end. a ring on her finger. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah. But I figured. I on thought, his or her finger. At that point, remember. I figured that they were already married because yeah. it takes people 12 seconds to get married in these days. <laughs> it's like five days according, then you propose, and then it's like two to four weeks, and then you're married. Well, yeah, you have to get, you have everything has to happen in season. In season. If we've learned anything and then from you have, then you will have a baby 10 months exactly from the day you get married. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it works. But yeah, that's how um, the movie ends. And honestly, I can't even remember how the book ends. That's so. about the same. I mean, it kind of, I think it, the last chapter is really just kind of a montage of where everyone is yeah. and what they're doing. Which, so, you know, no one really cares. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, I would say the, this, even though this did have a little bit of modernization, yeah. um, this movie did stay true to the book. I would agree with that. Um, are you going book or movie though? I'm going movie. Yeah. Me too. Um, as much. So it's so interesting, right? Like this book and Pride and Prejudice have been sitting on my shelves like for years. I would like couldn't bring myself to read it. Right. right. If you all remember when we did the Pride and Prejudice episode, I actually mm-hmm. ended up really liking the book. I was yeah. like, so, so shocked by it. I was really pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Wish I could say the same about this book. Yeah. This one was just so slow. And I think I just didn't like any of the characters. So it was like, OK. Like, well, clearly Jane really Austen happens. was like. At the end of her days when yeah, she wrote she was this. Like, I'm just going to throw this out yeah. there and hope it sticks. Um, so, yeah, I'm going movie. Yeah, I'm case. going movie, too. I just I actually like I said, I liked the movie. I did. Too. I thought I was I was entertained and whatnot. So I think we're going to be, you know, in the minority here. Yeah. Especially with those who are Jane Austen fans mm-hmm. and fans of Persuasion, uh, the book. Um, I don't know that many of them. Well, the movie. <laughs> and just you wait, because we are getting to my favorite month of the year. October, where I get to pick all of the titles. <laughs> it's July. <laughs> okay, but we're going to start doing it. And guess one of the ones that we are doing this year is going to be Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. So you're going to make me live through that story again? 1000%. <sighs> great. It's going to be a zombie year. We'll do World War Z. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Anyways, that's right. it for this one. <laughs> that is. That is. <laughs> you took my life. See? It's in my head. Revenge. <laughs> Karma. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. Maybe you should email us and tell us better things to cover in October other than Pride and If you have any zombies. spooky ookies you would like us to do, let us know. Yeah, spooky ookies. Apparently, we're asking july uh for for books in october we are planners meanwhile we don't have any of our august or september but we know what we're doing next week (laughs) we are hold on i'm not there yet like we said earlier we are on patreon if you want to sign up to get access to our bonus content i mean we kept talking about bridgerton basically all episode but if you want to listen to the rest (laughs) of those episodes you just have to sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls what are we doing next week uh this was my choice we are doing i feel like they all have been your choice lately (laughs) uh you chose this one you chose a weekend away get out of here with I that just nonsense. Needed filler <laughs> all right we are doing which it was a highly anticipated movie coming out on netflix by who <laughs> by literally everyone that isn't in the bookstagram world evidently okay. uh we are doing the gray man which is you know more male driven but i keep telling you it is starring ryan gosling and chris evans who are both gorgeous, and I think we're going to like it. And currently, it has an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. So 
Your last two picks probably collectively don't have that high of a rating. Okay. But (laughs) off mic, you preface this book by saying that it's kind of like that John Clancy book that we did. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. Okay. But I guess I, I don't have a say in this. So I guess not in this it. one. I guess we're doing it. <laughs> I swear. Because that movie did not even like it didn't. It didn't rectify the situation with that book. You better hope this movie rectifies. You also made us do beloved. So you're still making See, up for that one. My fault. My, my cousin suggests anyway, whatever. <laughs> We could do Apparently this, we're we doing could do the this all man. night. <laughs> Apparently we're doing the gray man, which uh, will have just come out when we do our episode because technically it hasn't even come out yet before, well, as we're recording uh-huh, this. Yeah. It comes out this weekend. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.